Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Skip Intro. This is Ayman Rashad, and in the studio with me are Ian McNally and Julian Yap. And today we are going to talk about a Malaysian movie called Weera. Well, Lieutenant Sarah, what brings you back? Saya datang ini minta perkenan aja. Jangan ganggu adik dan juga ayah saya. Aku cuma nak sama keluarga aku itu je dia. Cepat lagi dia. Bukan kita nak jengsel gini. Aku rasa kita tak payah fight gold. Kuno nak bela negara. Family sendiri pun tak terbela. Kau tak layak pegang parang bapak aku! So, this film is directed by Adrian Tay and stars Hyrule Azrin, Fifi Azmi, Ismi Melinda and Henley He. You guys have seen it. What are your thoughts on it? Well, the movie starts with a brutal MMA fight between two women and we're introduced to Hyrule Azrin as Hassan, an ex-military man and the owner of two slabs of beef as shoulders. Um, he's returning home to help out with some undisclosed family problems which uh, involve Fifi Azmi uh, as character and also digging up the past of... A town where things have gone wrong and he might have been involved in them, but he got out and he got himself straight. And he's the returning hero there. Oh, there's the title. Because <laughs> <laughs> the army heals all wounds. The army heals all wounds, yes. It's, we'll get to the slight bit of, a bit of a recruitment video mm-hmm. near the end of this, but it, yeah, it does have that element of it. It is that kind of... I, I, the last one I can think of is Last Man Standing, which was uh, when Bruce Willis is like... I think that, that is a remake of like Yojimbo, where the, the one guy comes into town to solve things. In, in Last Man Standing, he has two groups play against themselves. But in this, it's literally the one guy that no one... You know, everyone underestimates, but actually he's able to kick butt really well. And it basically developed from there. His sister got in trouble um, with a guy called Raja, who's played by Dane Said, doing, I think it's an Alan Rickman uh, impression. I think so. And, like, it's a really, like, it's doing Alan Rickman as a villain and, like, as, like, the, sh- the Sheriff of Nottingham and uh, Hans well, Gruber he- mixed together and then amped up. And I like it. I love mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm on board with it. And the movie has that feel of it. It is a... I don't want to say B-movie because there's a lot of money got into it, but it is those kind of movies that Jean-Claude Van Damme was in. Uh, Hard Target, I think, is a prime example of this, where, you know, it's like, he is exactly, he's a, you know, the, and Hard Target, they're hunting a hom- homeless people, and he turns out he is a homeless people who knows all the martial arts. <laughs> and in this, it's Fifi Asmi, and, like, she's made a mistake, but she's still a really good fighter, and her brother mm-hmm. is an incredibly good fighter as well. And the fight scenes, the fight scenes are where we run into some problems. Yes. In a show that is supposed to and is completely marketed as, you know, the big fighting one. Like, we're going to see real good skill in this yeah, one. Yeah. I think it... It whiffs it. It does. Like the it opening, does try. The opening fight, I was like, this is lit really nice. I don't know where it is, where they shot. Like, they have it's an old, like, warehouse set and it's like... There's drug stuff going on because it's bad people. And there's there's neon like, because we only we sit in the dark, but we've got neon lights everywhere. Yeah, and you've got this MMA fight, underground, it's illegal. And all the action, they look like they're, you know, they're swinging for a jury. You're not seeing punches miss or anything like that. It doesn't look super choreographed. Like super, it doesn't look super choreographed, even though obviously it is, which is, you know, you don't want to see people going like, one, two, three, now I hit you. Mm-hmm. But it's all sped up. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I was looking, I think there was a, a tweet last week reminded me of Cynthia Rock Rock, which I don't think you guys have heard of. But like, if you think about those Jackie Chan movies where everyone's swinging their arms and yeah. like making wah noises. Yeah. And like, there's an element of, and then I hit here and I hit here and I hit here and it's really, really fast. And it's like, no actual fight looks like that. It's yeah. like the lightsaber battle at the end of the Phantom Menace. Yeah, You know, basically. if you were actually hitting somebody with a laser sword, you wouldn't be, you know, they're, they're essentially dancing together. Mm-hmm. In an action movie, it looks a lot better when they mm-hmm. do that. And it is like they're parrying, they're fighting, you know, it looks like these are people at the top of their game. But speeding it up just makes it look like you're trying to cover up something. 
If like you speed it up work. or you slow it down, it always looks like you're trying to, you know, cover up bad choreography. Yeah, it's almost. like maybe they, sh- if you were trying to speed it up because they did it in half speed, like it doesn't look like the extras in the background are moving slowly. So it doesn't look like, you know, they're doing the, the action in like normal motion. Like, you know, I feel like not normal motion, but like they're doing it slowly and then speeding it up to make it look real. It doesn't yeah. look like they're doing that. It just looks weird. I think they were maybe going, I don't know, for a Matrix thing, mm. you know, a kind of bullet time thing because uh, the main dude, Hassan, he will kind of be standing still a lot of the time as people fall around him. Yeah. So it's to show maybe his skill. I don't think it works a lot of the time. I was really thrown out of it. But when they don't use it, I think it was pretty well choreographed. You've got great fights choreographed by Ryan Ruhian, who uh, choreographed The Raid and was in The mm-hmm. Raid as well. He was uh, Mad Dog in The Raid. He was Picasso in The Raid too, because it doesn't matter if the character's dead, just bring it back. <laughs> and he was in John Wick Chapter 3. As, just like, I, he would look this up. He's, he's, he's credited as Shinobi Number 2. Which makes sense. And he was also in Star Wars Episode uh, 7, The Force Awakens, as yep. when those two raid guys turned up. He's the other raid guy. <laughs> yep. He's not mm-hmm. Echo of the Weiss. Yeah. And when the fighting is good, it's choreographed really well. It's shot really well. Yeah. You know, you get great coverage there. Yeah, you, you know, like Nazmi's gang? Yes. There's a, a fight with this, like, so, you know, this guy who knows him is like, he's like, is you're going to give the signal to, like, you know, jump me. And it's like, let's just, like, let's calm down. Let's not have a fight. And then, like, multiple people turn up with metal bars. And there's a scene where he just... Um, Hassan just jumps over a barrier and he's walking there at this use factory. He's just walking along and some guy kind of comes after him and kind of posts up as if to fight, but loses his balance and just falls off. Mm-hmm. And it has that Jackie Chan style a- action to it and humor to it. And it's mm. fine. It's just like, I don't feel the need why you keep wanting to push me out of this movie with this sped up stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a bus fight scene where I guess, again, the raid guys are there. But if you haven't seen, there's a scene in, there's a scene in the raid too where I think the camera was mounted on a scooter that they drove up to a car, yeah. was passed through the window. The cameraman was sat disguised in the passenger seat as a seat. Mm-hmm. So he can then pass the camera back into the back uh, of the seat, out the window again to another waiting motorcycle so that they can just do that whole shot through it. They mm-hmm. do that with a drone in this. Super easy. Yeah. Very <laughs> <laughs> inconvenient. But I think they kind of pull it off. It and works they really use, well. They use the length of the bus, but also the narrowness of it really well. Really well. And that yeah. fight goes on for a long time. You think like a fight in a bus, you take out your opponents or you, you know, end up in an accident. And it goes on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like it's stupid or it's being prolonged. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, we I think we do have to talk about the the characters live in a low cost flat. Yeah, we have to have corridor fights. Oh, yeah. Of course, that's a thing nowadays, isn't yeah. it? Every every movie has a corridor fight. A corridor fight or a twenty v one in a circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even like even you know old men have massive skills and can take out half a group. Yep. And I think the storyline as well has that nice mix of like you know he does he's reluctantly pulled in. Um, there's not really surprises, but like you know it goes from place to place in a very efficient, good manner. I think one big problem with it is the character Zane's character. Uh, she gets every, she causes the problem in this movie, yeah. and at no real point does she address that. There's no ever point where she says like I really messed up. And I, you know, whether she's asking for help or not, it, it can be someone can be arrogant, but she was so mad at this character. <laughs> I was like. Okay, now you want to have a you're gonna you're gonna team up with your brother and have a fight and like that's cool and all, but you probably say like I probably messed up earlier, but thanks for having my back. They never have that line, yeah, and that really bummed me out. I was just like, ah. I think the one thing that does let this film down is that it's so melodramatic, and yeah. of course, I expected this going in, so I wasn't too let down by it. But you know, you're gonna have um, how a gang or how a bad group has affected your family and it calls hmm. into your your debt and your honor and your your reputation and you're going to come and defend that honor. Oh, you're going to be the hero. And 
it's all right. There's going to be, you know, a policeman who's like kind of your friend involved. Yeah. And it negotiates all those tropes well. Yeah. But ov- also overacting is a crime. So. <laughs> <laughs> Except Yayan Ruhian, because he's like, he just plays the same character in every movie, which is like, I've yeah. got knives, step off. Yeah. I kind of wish that I wasn't being shouted at, at the screen a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, but I think the fighting kind of made up for it. There's a super cool scene at the end, mm. um, the fighting yeah. with Yayan Ruhian. But we've got to talk about that ending, Ian. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it doesn't make any... Uh, prior to the ending, it doesn't really make sense. There's like an easy way for everyone to get out of this where it could just be like, and the, you know, the hero of the legend continues, but they don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then there's an Avengers-style <laughs> scene. Is this a cinematic universe kind of thing? Apparently. So I, I don't, I've not seen Pascal. Have you seen Pascal? I haven't, no. So we haven't seen that. But I, I, from what I looked up, I think... I don't think it's a spoiler to say Namron turns up. He turns up in every Malaysian movie. <laughs> I think it's part of... It's what Finas does now. They say, have you got a Namron? Tick. Um... <laughs> But like this peep characters turn up and you're like, wait, what? What is going on here? I don't oh. understand this. It's like you're expecting to see it's basically like the Malaysian. Namron is basically the Malaysian version of Samuel L. Jackson, right? <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, he just wanders up and like stares at a character and you're like, oh, they'll return in Pascal 2 or Weira 2 or whatever. You know what? I give them props for the attempt. Yeah. If they're going to try to make it a whole universe, why not? We, ha- we need something like that. Yeah. And I think all three of us were busy the day Pascal came out. So I do want to watch it now. Yeah. so I can understand the reference which is exactly the point of it's not even post credits so it's, it, it's, it's part of the main story of yeah, the film it's like it's how things tie up a little bit and I'm interested to see Pascal I, I have to watch it now so we've been talking about Weera which is out in cinemas right now let us know are you guys looking forward to see it you can whatsapp us at 018-789-8899 tweet us at skipintromy or you can write us at movies at bfm.my and coming up we're going to continue our conversation on Skip Intro BFM 89.9 Bombing Frustrated Minds, BFM 89.9. Hello everyone, you're listening to Skip Intro with Ayman, Ian and Julian. And earlier we heard Ian and Julian's review of Weera. Uh, so now for the second half of this show, we are going to talk about movies that, uh, you know, have one man or one woman armies that are sort of like cleaning up their hometown or something like that. Mm. Because that is basically what, what Weera is about, right? Yeah, it, 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 it's that fantasy of just being like hyper-confident and being able to take on everything and not back down. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. look at some of these movies as like, you know, The Equalizer or Roadhouse or Last Man Standing. They tell you what they're doing. Well, not Roadhouse. So it's just, that's a place. That's not a thing. But <laughs> Last Man Standing, they kind of give you that idea. I think the... I, I haven't seen... I can't remember if I've seen it or not, but there is the the standing walking tall with the rock is that kind of thing it's that for fantasy mm-hmm. like I'm walking tall nothing's going to stop me and if anyone steps to me they're going to get a, a whole load of trouble they're not expecting mm-hmm. and also the appeal of this is seeing someone who is it's undoubtedly the best yeah. in what they do crime yeah. so uh, like you know when it comes to John Wick he is the best assassin that he's the there best are. murder man yeah he's yeah. good at the murder he's really good at the murder and it, that's the thing it's like you know you stole who, who's car you know that's the kind of <laughs> yeah. thing it's like it's that nice thing of like it could be anybody I mean this is a scary thing in this day and age where you know there could be the, especially in the US where anybody could have a gun and go on a rampage but it's that kind of that but justice or, you know, writing wrongs and having the ability to stand up. It's a, it's a wish fulfillment thing. It's all like for every person who's gotten shoved off a train because there's too many people on there, you're like, if I was the guy from Weir, I would have got on that train. <laughs> it's not what you did, son, that angers me so. It's who you did it to. Who? The nobody? That nobody is John Wick. Do you know who's a good addition to this? 
Captain America in the in the lift in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. There is that moment is in where I was like, oh, I just have that Captain America oh, no, that's moment. A, uh, that's in the movie <laughs> as well. It's a similar moment, but it's just like it's that it's that knowledge that like. I'm gonna have to beat you all to within each of your life. So if you, you wanna should... leave now. Now you is can. the time. Before we get started, does anyone wanna get out? I do like this when local movies do this. Um, Police Evo 2 is Die Hard on an island, but you mm-hmm. they you could tell they were doing Die Hard on an island, and as a result, they were able to play around with jokes, knowing the audience knows this. This mm-hmm. is the same, like they pretty much guarantee that everyone watching this movie has probably seen that scene in Captain <laughs> America. And yeah, that scene is like if I had arms the size of hams, I'd be like, get out of the lift, it's my lift. <laughs> I mean, we can't talk about like one man armies without talking about Taken, right? That's the oh, movie yeah. that comes to my mind. I think that's the movie that started this whole like, I don't know how to categorize it, like veteran, ac- a, veteran it, action hero. It's a beat-em-up. I think I, I, yeah. I think you got you can got to go back. I mean, Liam Neeson is the the grounding of it. Like, you know, he's mm. a family man, you know? Mm-hmm. He's yeah, got yeah. a specific set of skills and, you know, there's an element of regrounding it there because you don't expect the middle-aged man to have that kind of skill. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you go back to the 80s, there is Roadhouse where, like, Patrick Swayze is a bouncer. Oh. He's, like, a really good bouncer. Patrick he's, Swayze from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Okay. He's, like, he's a cooler who's a bouncer who's able to not only, like, you know, break up fights, but, like, sorts fights out completely and like a town goes you know it's almost like there's a raja character there as well Mm -hmm. who's like you know i'm gonna get you dalton and he round he rips a guy's throat out at one point you know but you know it was justified and it is that you got those characters um everything steven seagal did i think prior to 2000 is this because they're all those movies where it's like you can say steven seagal is out for justice (laughs) steven seagal is under siege Mm -hmm. steven seagal is on deadly ground Mm -hmm. you know all those movies are the same plot he's wronged and then he goes after people (laughs) And JCVD as well, and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Absolutely. I think I mentioned Hard Target earlier. It is that mm-hmm. thing. Is like, basically, you know, he's looking for a homeless friend, and it turns out that there's men hunting. Gary Boosie's hunting humans for sport. Oh. It doesn't sound all that unreasonable. You know, when it comes to Gary Boosie, like if you saw that headline in the newspaper, you'd think, no, that, that, I can imagine him doing that. But mm-hmm. it's like, then they hunt the wrong guy for sport, and he turns the tables on them. So it, it's, again, it's righting those wrongs and having the ability to do it while being able to do the splits at the same time. <laughs> the splits is most important when it comes to a Van Damme yeah. film. <laughs> I, I, get, I mentioned this earlier, but you should have a look at an actress called Cynthia Rothrock. Um, she was a martial artist. Uh, she is a martial artist on the same, like, 80s level. Like, she was doing the same kind of shows as Jackie Chan was. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, a, twi- a tweet I, was said the, I saw the other day, which is just... You know, there's more action scenes in this 30-second tweet than there are in most action movies these days. And it's just like using, like, there's a pole up against the wall. She does a split against the thing. She comes over. She, like, kills three guys off a balcony, all this other stuff. And it is the over-exaggerated arms flailing stuff. But it is real martial arts. They're just doing that to make it look even cooler. And, like, in that, it looks sped up. But it isn't. I can't remember which one of those movies uh, I've, I've caught. But, like, you can see... They're all that kind of role where, especially when they think it's this small... She, I think she's quite petite. I think when you see the small woman and she then, like, everyone underestimates her, she really turns the tables on them. And I think another movie that has, like, one guy, like, basically cleaning up the streets, literally, is uh, Simon Pegg in Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's another, uh, you know, flipping it on its head because he's so good at his job, they want him to stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, as, yeah, so he comes to this, like, remote rural town and all the police, the police force there is pretty much... Um, uh, useless I guess they're yeah. all lazy and sleepy and he comes in he's this like straight up action hero cop who sort of like 
has to deal with uh, this murder, which is related to being the best village in in the UK or something. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I just remember that movie being being very funny, and it's, it's a great parody on action movies. It is it is a trope that you have to just take the right element and big it up or bring it down. Like uh, the we mentioned earlier, the raid. The raid is mm-hmm. one where it's again he's just a cop. It is. But yeah. then it turns out he's the last cop in a building <laughs> full of murderers. And then it turns out he's also the best cop. And he just goes through like fighting everybody over and over again. And it's amazing. And we can't leave off without mentioning uh, Old Boy as well. Because in that, uh, yes. what you do in that one is you amp up the reason for the rage. Yeah. It's like so the character of uh, he's, he's locked up for like a, a long, long time with no idea why. Yeah, mm. and it's not even just Old Boy. Any of the films in the Vengeance trilogy mm. by Park Chan-wook, um, so that is Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance as mm. well. You have one character needing a reason, having the time, I guess, to build up that revenge or building up a reason to want to act and mm. then the, the unleashing that. Yeah, audience can see it's justified. Yeah. They've had a really, they've been dealt a really bad deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you give them an axe. Hammer. A hammer, yeah. It's a hammer even. That's why it's, if it was an axe, you'd be like, wow, that's, he's pretty good with that axe. But it's a hammer, it's like, wow, he's murdering those guys. Even better if you use like a pencil or paper clip or something. Right, John Wick again. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he murdered a guy with a pencil. <laughs> I think also, to, just to kind of finish off a little bit, there is, it is a trope that as long as you keep adding or taking parts of it and yeah. over exaggerating them mm-hmm. I mean there's a film called uh, with Rutger, the late Rutger Hauer called Hobo with a Shotgun mm-hmm. and he's just aggrieved with the world and he has a shotgun mm-hmm. it sells itself but if you want to take that jokey concept and then kind of just go let's just add realism you get Michael Douglas in Falling Down <laughs> where he's not actually just he's, it's the wish fulfillment side of it but the justified side has come all the way down mm-hmm. it's like a, an equation where when th- one thing comes down the other thing goes up and in that it's like he's just mad at the world for no reason and acting on it and there is a certain perverse enjoyment in watching him chew out the people at McDonald's because breakfast ended at 10 and it's now 10.01 but it is still the horror of like what actually happens to him as it goes on and like you know what happens when the world fights back in real life to those kind of heroes so this is just a lot of pressure to put on John Wick 4 yes <laughs> uh, basically John Wick murders death <laughs> that's the only way I think that's, there's either that or it's John Wick in space I mean there's mm-hmm. only so far they can go to, with that season it's like he's you know John Wick kills dogs yeah like John Wick oh, kills no. God because <laughs> ah. that's the uh, the sexy version <laughs> so we've been talking about our favourite movies that feature one man or one woman armies let us know what are your favourites or whether we've missed any you can whatsapp us at 018-789-8899 tweet us at skipintromy or you can write to us at movies at bfm.my 